it's amazing how God works. And, and, and there's no way for me to verify this, so you'll just have to take it at face value, however you uh, want to believe it or not. But it's amazing how God operates and works. At the beginning of this week, God began to lay some things on my heart that I want to share with you today for the next few minutes. And um, when I asked John to come on with me and to share his story, um, he can verify it as well. Um, and that is, we didn't sit down and we didn't go over a script. I didn't say, okay, John, I need you to say this and I need you to do this. I just simply said to him, hey, look, I want you to share your story uh, for Sunday morning. And uh, just said, you know, I'll ask you a couple of questions to get the get the ball moving. And then you just take it from there. And he said, sure, let's do it. So um, we started recording and we hit the court board. And he started saying things. And what's amazing is... All of it fit together. God is so amazing. I'm telling you. I know sometimes we don't see it. And I sometimes in my own life, even after so many years, I still struggle and I don't see it. And we all go through our moments of strong faith and weak faith. But if we could somehow peel back the curtain today and see God at work, it would be amazing to us. Because even when we don't see it, he's still at work. Even when we don't know it, he's still working um, uh, God is doing things and moving things in our life. And, and this is such a beautiful story, even in the depths of his uh, life and even in the depths of just this overwhelming hopelessness and all the stuff that he was sort of uh, dealing with in his life from addiction to all of the other things he was involved with, that even in it, God's love was able to penetrate through all that. So two things in that it doesn't matter where you're at today, you can find message of hope in that. And it doesn't matter of someone you may love or care about today that you've lost hope. Maybe you feel like, man, they're just, I don't know if God's ever going to be able to reach. You know what? John is a living testimony today that God can reach into any situation and do something awesome. And you know, the biggest part about it is this, and 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 what really stu- stood out to me and God had already begun to deal with me about this. And then when John came along and John said it, it kind of just went, okay, Lord, I know, I know you're speaking. And that is this, it, and, and this is a, 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 a um, not a critique or any way trying to speak wrong of anybody's uh, sincerity. It's just an observation. But today, Christianity has lost something. We've lost something. And what we've lost, when you go back and you read the Bible, if you have a chance today, go back and read the book of Acts. The book of Acts is sort of the the story of the early church. When Jesus has ascended into heaven and now he told his disciples to go to Jerusalem, something awesome is going to happen. I'm going to fill you with my spirit. You're going to have power and demonstration of my power and spirit in you and your life. And we start that in Acts chapter 2, and then we follow that throughout the rest of the book of Acts all the way to the very end. And it's sort of this, this, this story of the early church and how the early church went from a group of people from just a small group of about 120 to exploding to take literally the entire known world all the way into literally the house of Caesar this gospel message, this story of Jesus Christ, this message of Jesus Christ took the world by force. And they were dealing with things that we don't even deal with today. They were dealing with a Roman government that was extremely oppressive. They were dealing with with thoughts and philosophies and ideologies and theologies of such crazy uh, 
uh, uh, varying degrees from human sacrifice still going on in some temples to just utter craziness and debauchery that was happening. And yet God's message was able to penetrate. But something's been lost in today's Christianity. And, and I'm not saying I know the answer or somehow I figured it out. That's not what the point of today is. But one thing I've seen and watched and observed is that we've, we've, we've turned God into the self-help guru. You know, you've got Deepak Chopra, Tony Robbins, all these people that try to help you become the better you. And then God's just the best version of that. And then we've also turned the Bible into a, into the, from the word of God. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. You, we've turned the Bible into a book of advice, a self-help book. And we've lost something. And what we've lost is the supernatural power of Jesus Christ. The supernatural power. Supernatural. Something that was spoken about in that story that John shared with us today. You can't duplicate. There's no, there's no words that I can say today that to duplicate it. In fact, I have to be honest with you, and I'm not diminishing the Word of God. There's nothing I can read to you today out of the Word of God that can demonstrate the supernatural power of God, of God coming into right where you are, whether it's a bedroom where John was, or it's your living room today, or it's your kitchen, it's your bathroom, it's your car, it's your job, it's, 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 you're outside on a park bench today, whatever you might be watching, to have God come and visit you there in the supernatural way where you can recognize, wait a minute, this is not any, I can't explain this, I don't even understand it. There may be questions about it, but I acknowledge that this is something that I can't explain. It's not something that can be quantified scientifically. We can't measure it with instruments. The only thing we can say this is that this is the work of God. It's the supernatural work of God. And there's something powerful that happens that only can happen through the supernatural. Some of you may hear the word supernatural, and unfortunately our world today, Hollywood, other places, have made the supernatural into some kind of weird, mystical, spooky thing or something to be afraid of because the supernatural is something evil or sparky, uh, spooky or, 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 or scary. But the fact is the supernatural is something that perceives. God is the origin of the supernatural. Yes, Satan has taken it and has destroyed it and has has made it into something to be bad or evil but God is the is originator of the supernatural the bible says that God is a spirit he is supernatural you can't you can't experience God and in void of the supernatural God is not something that can be quantified so if you're trying to figure God out today in your mind you're not going to understand some things about God because there's some things that cannot be understood Intellectually, there's things that cannot be understood through quantifying A plus B equals C, so A equals C. There's just some things that can't be explained. It's just through the supernatural experience. John made the statement in his, in his story that ultimately there were some things he couldn't deny. He may struggle with the why and this and that, but he had seen things that could not be explained other than the fact they were supernatural. And we go back to the word of God and the word of God, the Bible says in Zechariah chapter four, verse six, God's giving Zechariah this vision of this lampstand. It had bowls and, and, and seven lamps coming from it. And we know that that was the, 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 that was the shadow, the type of the Holy Ghost. It was the Holy Spirit represented in that lampstand. And then he says, the voice of God says to Zechariah, he says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. 
And through my spirit, you're going to say to the mountain, and the mountain's going to become a plain. Any obstacle in your life, anything that seems like it's overwhelming, unsurmountable, whether it's drugs or whether it's addiction or whether it's alcohol, whether whatever it might be today, whether it's hurt or grief or pain or difficulty or uncertainty or depression or suicide, whatever the mountain is in your life today, it will become a plain before you. Why? How? Not because somehow I give you the right tool, the words to say, a special how to become a better you. It's ultimately, you do this through the power of the Spirit of God in your life. That the power of the Spirit of God through the Holy Ghost, through His Spirit empowering us. The Bible says in Luke chapter 4, Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost. Jesus having full. Numerous times. Go look it up. You can Google it. Go on Google and type in the word filled of the Holy Ghost or full of the Holy Ghost. And you'll see how many times it said Peter, full of the Holy Ghost. Paul, full of the Holy Ghost. Believers, full of the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God in us. This empowerment. He said, when you receive the Spirit of God, when God, when, when Jesus stood that day and he said, when you receive the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God's going to come into you. It's going to transform you. John chapter 7, the Bible says that out of your innermost being shall flow a river of living water. Not flow into. Yes, the first part is God flows into, but it's not the into that's the most powerful. It's the out of that transforms us. That when we receive the out of, there's something that happens. So whether you're in a situation like John Lombardo or you're in your own situation today and you're dealing with these other things, my question to you today is are you full of the Holy Ghost? Have you and felt the power and the demonstration of God? Not religion, not through just, oh, I've gone to a church or I've participated in religious ritual. Are those things wrong in of themselves? No, I don't want to. I'm not getting into all that today. I'm not going to judge who's right and who's wrong. I'm simply saying, can you say today that you have felt the power of the Holy Ghost? Have you felt God's Spirit come into you and literally transform you? John said he prayed for over 24 hours. And I loved what he said. He said, I kept praying until I felt like it all came out of me. I just kept praying. Let the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, pray in me. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, when all of these men, Peter and John and Mary, the mother of Jesus, the whole list of all the people that have fallen Follow and follow Jesus so closely, his disciples and those that were in his inner circle. About 120 were in this upper room and they were praying and seeking God as Jesus had commanded them to do. And the Bible says, suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind. It filled the house they were sitting. And they there appeared unto them clothed in tongues like as a fire. And it set upon each of them. And here's the key word. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in a new tongue. Why is that important? Is it about the about some kind of weird experience? Are you going to get all trippy today and have some out-of-body experience? No, it's about the fact, are you full of the Holy Ghost today? Why? Because let me show you something, if I can. God gave me this illustration, and let me give a quick shout-out today to Brother Adam, uh, Adam Breckenridge. He helped me uh, um, produce this, create this image today. This image God gave to me. I want to show you what God wants to do to you today. Now watch this. This is a glass. This glass has a little bit of space left at the top today. And um, if you notice, it's clear. You can see through it. If you notice today that this glass has nothing in it, it's, it's completely through. You can even see the other side. Now, obviously, you can't make out through clarity, but you get my point. You can see through it. We all start like this. 
We start like this. You and I begin life with this. When we are born as children, there's a clarity to life. We're innocent. We're, we're, we're you know, we, 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 not to get into all this, but children don't carry sin. Children don't carry sin. We're born innocent. We're born with the nature of sin, but we're born innocent. And so we, we have this clarity to our life as pictured here by this glass of water. We have the clarity to this, but unfortunately, because of our nature and because of who we are and because of the fact that we are dealing with life and this thing called life, we start like this. But let me show you something that begins to happen in our life. We start clear. If you notice that our life is clear. Our life is clear. We can see clear, but sometimes, whether whatever age it is, whether it's in your teen year, we get a drop of things in our life. At first, that drop may not seem like it's a big deal. It's just one drop, not that big of a deal. Look, this is not a big deal. It's, it's not, that, not, that, not that damaging. If you can notice, it's just a little bit of cloud in my life. It's, I can still see pretty good. I can manage it. It's manageable. I got it. I got I'm okay. It's just one little sin or it's just one, one, one hit, one smoke, one drink, one this, one view, one call, whatever it is. Or maybe it's one thought. One moment of depression, one voice of suicide, whatever it is, it's not that big of a deal because look, look, look at the rest of my life. It's clear. You can see it. It's wonderful. It's no big deal. Look, it's not a big deal. But, you know, we all understand something that one drop, it never stops with one drop. Eventually, now we have another. Now it's starting to become a little bit of an issue. But if you notice this by this point in time, that it's now starting to become, but you know what? We can manage it. We're great at managing things, right? Or at least we think. We, we go into control mode. We try to manage it. We try to, we try to, to, to start dealing with things. Now we have, we, we, we have, we know we have an issue. We, right? you, say, I, I, you know, John said, I knew I had an issue. But I, I just didn't know how to stop it. I couldn't stop it. And we know we have an issue. We, we've got some stuff in our life. We've had a drop of addiction. We've had a drop of hurt. We've had a drop of pain. We've had a drop of grief. We've had a drop of disappointment. We've had a drop of, uh, of, of abuse, sexual abuse, mental abuse, physical abuse. We've had these things dropped in us and, you know, they're not that big of a deal. But you know what? The problem is, you know what? Life continues. Guess what happens? More drops. Now it's becoming a bigger issue, but still something we feel like we can overcome. But if we're not careful, guess what happens? Life continues to drop in. Now here's the problem. Now, we can even stop the drops. No more drops. But the problem is, it doesn't matter. The damage is done. We can say, you know what? No more drops. No more. The, the drops are finished. I'm not doing any drops. But if you notice something here, the drops have already done their damage. Slowly by slowly, watch as this, as this substance begins to literally encompass what we used to see so clear and what used to have such innocence or hope for the future. We could see beyond where we're at. We could see through and now just there's just little portions there in the bottom part of the glass you can still see. But now it's becoming cloudy and murky and we see red stripes of pain and green stripes of, of grief and blue stripes of, 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 of addiction. And, and now they're colliding into this, this, this spectrum of pain and hurt and disappointment. And now... When that last little bit of clarity leaves, now we're left with utter hopelessness. Now all we can see is simply 
all of this stuff in our life, what do we do with it? Whether it's snorting a gram of cocaine at a time, whether it's tequila and rum, whether it's addiction, whether it's pain, whether it's abuse, whether it's something in a failed relationship, a failed marriage, your parents were abusive, or now you're dealing with your own bouts of depression, and you're dealing with your own bouts of hurting. Maybe you're dealing with you you and your spouse are going through things, and it's rocky right now, and all you see is a cloud of hopelessness, and, and now you're dealing with your own failures, and maybe you've caused damage, and you've hurt people, or now you've been hurt. Now all we see is this. We see this immensity of all of this that's here, and and, 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 and now we go into how do we manage this, right? How do we, how do we manage this? Well, you know, you know, well, it's just, it's just, we say things like, well, it's just, it's this life, or this is my cross to bear, or well, you know, I was born this way. Just things happen. My dad and my mom, they had a cloudy glass, so therefore I'll have a cloudy glass. And so then we have this sort of way of doing it. And, and now the problem is we, we start going to the word of God to help us manage this. How do we manage this? How can we manage this? How do you manage this? Maybe we'll, we'll clean up the, the glass on the outside. You know what we can do? What if we paint the glass and make the glass look like it's not really clean, it, murky? You know what? You can paint the glass on the outside. You can dress up the glass on the inside, but it doesn't change what's on the in, outside. But you can't change what's on the inside. And some of you, you feel like that today. You look at your life and, and you, you get up every day and you just see the swirling of pain, the swirling of hurt. And as this sort of, these drops of life, whether they've happened in a sequence or they've gone drip by drip by drip, now you just see your life swirling in this ultimate murkiness. And if you watch here, it's almost sort of hypnotic to watch the, the darkness just get darker and the, and the substances form together. And what's crazy about all this is this, is that it comes a point in time in our life where we can't even separate anymore some of the things that happen in our life. It all becomes this, we might be able to pick out one memory or we might be able to pick out an instance where there was a particular area of abuse or a particular area of hurt or something we did. We know when we did it, it was wrong and we felt the sting of that. We carry the shame of that to this very day. But eventually... What begins to happen is all of the stuff in our life begins to just weave its way together. Now we're looking at it. We can't separate the things that we've done to the things that have been done to us. We, we can't separate the hurt from the depression. We can't separate the abuse from the ache and brokenness we feel inside. It all just feels the same. And then that feeling that John so wonderfully described is we just feel hopeless. Can I tell you today? That if that's you today, if that's where you are, or maybe you, maybe, and I'm not talking about people that are, are joining us for the very first time that never experienced the power of God. I'm talking about some people like John that maybe you have had experiences with God and you've let the power of God transform you, but whatever, for whatever reason, you have allowed things to go back in your life. You've allowed drips of the past. You've allowed drips of shame. You've allowed the drips of memories. Or maybe like some of us and me included, we have our own new drips. We've allowed different drips. And now we used to feel free. We used to have liberty. We used to have this amazing relationship with God. But now we have this cloud again. And it's like, not again. Can I be frank with you today? You don't need me to give you a self-help tip. You don't need me today to tell you how to, how to, how to overcome or be a better you. Because you know what? Like 
The Bible says in Zechariah chapter 4, this doesn't come by might. It doesn't come by power. It doesn't come through intellectualism. It doesn't come because somehow I read the best perfect scripture or I give you the perfect word or I tell you the perfect story even though, I mean, you can't really beat John's testimony of the realness and the rawness and the transparency he gave. But even that, how does that get to you? You're watching that on a screen today. You're watching that on your TV. You're watching it on your phone, your computer. Maybe you're listening to it. How does that get to you today? How do you get that to you? How does that help me? I've got my own glass. I've got my own murkiness. I've got my own struggle today. I've got my own thing that I'm licking with. This is me, Joe. Look, okay, got it. I know that's John, but John's had his moment. This is me. Look at me today. I don't know what to do. But can I tell you today, the Bible gives us hope. There is hope in Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ today hasn't just come to just clean up your outside glass and cover your outside glass and say, don't worry about it. I'll make everybody think everything's perfect, but you know, you just deal with it. You know, it's your lot in life. It's your bed. You learn to lay in it. No, can I tell you today, there's hope because Jesus Christ, through the power of the supernatural power of the Holy Ghost wants to come right now in your life and transform you because let me show you something today that God wants to do. This is how some of you feel and look and you can see the remnants of the drops of life that have come into you. You know what it's like. You feel what it's like. You're dealing with the sting of this and you're like, okay, what's now? But can I tell you something? If you would begin to call on the name of Jesus, if you would lift up your hands right where you are right now, don't worry about who's around you, but if you would say, Jesus, I want to change. His power is going to start to fill you. And look what happens when His water of His Spirit starts to fill you. Guess what? You got to overflow. And at first, it doesn't feel like much is changing. Something's happening, but you still see the clarity. But guess what? The more you let the power of God flow, the more you let the Holy Ghost fill you, and you get full of the Holy Ghost, watch what happens. You get clear. You feel more peace. You feel more joy. And next thing you know, watch this. The more God's Spirit pours into you and you flow, look what happens happens. What once was dead now becomes alive. What was used to be now. Look what the Lord has done. I once was lost but now I'm found. Once was blind. Forgive me I'm getting excited. But can you see what God can do you today? Can you see the fact he can take you from the murks and the, the murkiness and the depression and all the things you're dealing with? And can you see through the infilling of his spirit he can take you from hopeless to hopeful. Look at that. Look at that. And notice something you can see. In the beginning when we started, there was we weren't totally filled up. There was a little gap there at the very beginning. But now look, we're totally full. We're full. Not only are we full, we're overflowing. John chapter 7 says, there should be a river of living water flowing out of you. Can I tell you today, you don't have to live with addiction. You don't have to live with hurt. You don't have to live with pain. You don't have to live with the abuse. You don't have to live with the suicide. You don't have to live with the hopefulness. How do I know that? How do you know that? Can you just tell me? How do you know that? Did you read that somewhere? Are you just telling me something to make me feel good? No. I'm telling you today. That the Spirit of God wants to fill your heart today. And not only when He fills your heart through some kind of, oh, wow, that's nice, or a little prayer, God, fill my heart today, but something supernatural where you actually can feel the Spirit of God transforming your life. And the more you let God transform you, you go through the stage of murky, and little by little you start to see the clarity of life return. What was Dead 
now is alive. I once was blind. I was dark. I couldn't see. I once was blind, but now I see. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. That saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. My cup was murky, but now it's clear. Thank you today for that amazing grace. Some of you, when I showed that glass today, thanks again to Adam for helping me do that, but that glass today, you didn't see a glass. You didn't see drops of color. You saw your story in that glass. When you saw drops of things hit, it brought back memories, it brought back thoughts, it brought back situations, or maybe it pulls things out in your current life. Maybe strands of bitterness, unforgiveness, things you're holding on to that have stolen life from you. Like a, a spiritual cancer that's eaten away at you. Now you have no more strength, you have no more joy, you're just moving through life. But if you watch what happened when that water began to pour out in that glass, the transformation, that same thing can happen to you today. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to come to me. I don't, I, 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 I'm not the giver of, I'm not, I'm not the supernatural God. I'm not the giver of the spirit of God. He is. You don't need to come to me. You can go to him right where you are. Very simple. Just like John did. John gave us such a beautiful step-by-step -step guide. First has to start with repentance and acknowledgement. God, I need you. Forgive me, Lord, for these things. For, Lord, forgive me for not turning to you. Or maybe forgive me for holding on to these things and not coming to you because you are the source. Whatever you feel to say. But as you begin to do that, if you would do just like John did, However you feel comfortable to do it, I don't know if you're watching by yourself or with somebody, but if you would just lift your hands to heaven. And why do I say lift my hands to heaven? Do I need to lift my hands? Well, here's, here's why I say lift your hands, because the Bible says faith without works is dead, or I say it, actions speak loud in the words. So I like to show outwardly how I feel inwardly. So when I tell God, fill me, I, I kind of, in my mind, I know it's weird, you can do your own thing, I kind of create this like reverse umbrella effect. Now, you, you, you can wave your hand. I don't care. I mean, this, there's no rule in this, okay? I'm giving an example. There's no Bible that says your arms have to be at a 45-degree angle, thumbs have to be pointed up, fingers have to be spread. There's no Bible, there's no Bible for that. I'm just giving you how I, how God, how, how, I, how, I, how I look at it. You do your own thing. But I say, God, I need you to fill me. And I, I, I create like this reverse umbrella because I'm like, I want to catch every God, if you're pouring it on me today, I'm going to catch all of it. And if it splashes, I want to catch all the splashes. And when you, you lift your hands to heaven as a sign of surrender and as a sign of openness to God, and you begin to call on him and say, God, I need you today. I don't need you tomorrow, next week. You've shown me today that my glass is murky. You've shown me today that I have walls that I've built up that through the power of your love, your unconditional love like John shared with us today, that you want to tear down the walls that I've built up. But Lord, don't just tear down the walls. Fill me with your spirit today. And tell God this. The Bible says put God to the test. 
So we're going to put God to the test. You're going to, I'm not putting God to the test. You're going to put God to the test. I don't mean that like I'm scared, but don't make it about me. Make it about you. Say, God, I want to feel you today like I've never felt you before. I want to experience you today like I've never experienced you before. I want to have a supernatural encounter with you. And here's what you do. You just lift your hands to heaven and you maybe close your eyes. And I say close your eyes. Do I have to close my eyes? Was it spooky? Why do I have to get, do I have to get all weird out? No, because honestly, closing our eyes just helps us focus. It closes. The Bible says the eyes are the windows to the soul. When I pull the shades down in my house, I'm not worried about what's on the outside. It could be raining, could be windy. There could be neighbors making faces at me in the window. But when I shut the blinds, it blocks it out. All I care about is what's going on inside. So when I close the blinds of my of my outside and I can just focus on him. So my heart is towards him. My hands are lifted as a sign of surrender and openness. My eyes are closed and I just begin to talk to him like I'm talking to you. God, I pray now. I need your supernatural power in my life. I don't want just a religious thing, but I want a true experience with you. I want a supernatural experience with you. Fill me with your spirit today. Cleanse out my glass like that water that flowed in that glass today. I want your spirit to fill me today. And when you do that, you ask God, I want you to begin to say, thank you, Jesus. I thank you today. I thank you today. I worship you today. Thank you for transforming me. Thank you for making me new. And when you do that, I believe you're going to begin to feel the power of God come in your heart, come in your life, come in your room, wherever you're watching today, you're going to begin to feel the transformation power of Jesus Christ come wherever you're at. And you're going to begin to feel just like they felt on Acts chapter two. You're going to begin to feel the Holy Spirit of God fill your heart to overflowing. And some of you are going to experience something you've never experienced before. You're going to begin to speak in an unknown tongue. You're like, what does that mean? It just simply means it's God's evidence of his power transforming you. And he says out of not into but out of your spirit out of your heart shall flow rivers of living water and that and that new tongue represents it might sound like gibberish baby talk it it, it it john says you can't make it happen you can't force it's god that does it now he's not a puppet master he's not going to move your tongue but as you yield your heart to him and you let him begin to pray out of you you're going to begin to feel god change and transform you and when you do that that glass that was so murky is going to become clear father in the name of Jesus. I know that there are those that you brought here today that are watching that are hungry and desperate for you. You know exactly where they are. You know exactly what they're going through. And this is not about me. This is not about Antioch West. It's not even about John, who was so beautiful in sharing his story with us today. This is about you and your desire to give every person who desires to have one an encounter with you, a supernatural encounter with you. And Father, right now, by the power of your word and by the authority of your name, as those that are watching begin to lift up their hearts and hands to you, I speak in the name of Jesus that the river of living water, that the power of the Holy Ghost would fall upon them, that they would feel a supernatural power inside of their heart as you begin to transform us in the name of Jesus. Tear down the walls that we've built up. Break down the walls of bondage. Break down the walls of hurt. Break down the walls of shame. Break down the walls of pain and let your spirit penetrate into the deepest 
parts of our heart today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I speak it now, Father, by your name, that even as we pray, it's beginning to happen in those that are hungry and seeking for you. As they turn their heart to you, you turn your face to them. And that they will not be able to say, well, it's because of that person or that person. They will not be able to to deny that this only came through a supernatural experience with you. And I speak now in the name of Jesus that that begin to happen even as we pray. Lord, you said put you to the test. So Lord, if we ask and we turn to you in sincerity, you turn to us and you give us your power and your Holy Ghost and your spirit as you baptize us in Jesus' name. For those of you that are desiring, you just lift your hands and begin to do that right now. And you begin to feel God tear down the walls in your life. And you can see God transform you today in the name of Jesus. That's it. God's doing it right now wherever you are. I can feel it. Not because I, I know it. I just know God's doing it. I can feel the love of God literally just flowing out right now. Would you let his unconditional love change you and transform you? Not by might, not by power, but by his spirit, his transformational spirit today. In Jesus' name, receive what God is giving you today. In Jesus' name.